Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. Seat now, amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, amen. We're glad that you guys are here with us today, amen. We are in a series, amen, uh, that we've been in for quite a few uh, uh, messages on this, and I'm not sure how many messages, but how many know that we need to go deeper? Come on, uh, how many know that, that one feet is not enough? Come on, how many can really swim in one feet of water? Can you have fun in one feet of water? Come on, huh? you got to go a little deeper, right? Sometimes when you start to go into the two feet, you know, the, now you're, you're going a little deeper. Uh, as you go into the three feet, now it gets a little bit there. And as you start to go to three feet, you know, your waist high, and now your, your body's there, and it kind of feels good. But, but how many know when you start to get a little deeper, you can experience some fun in the water? Amen. And so we need to go deeper. And so this series has been, I believe, I'm not sure this is maybe the seventh message out of the series, of, you know, going seven feet. Amen. Now all the water's over us. Amen. And for some of you guys, maybe you're still a little bit on top. Amen. Uh, I don't think anybody's seven foot tall here. Amen. No? Amen. Okay, we're all underwater right now. Hallelujah. And so we're going deeper. Amen. And so we got to go deeper. Some pools are just deeper because the deeper it is, the, the more fun you have because you can jump into a real deep area, right? You know, my, my pools has a deep area. It's, I think it's maybe nine or ten feet deep on, on the pool that we have. And, and, and so you can jump in there and go deep. Jumping into a three feet is not fun, right? Ah, oh, that's it. That's all I get, amen. And so let's go deeper. Can somebody say, tell your neighbor, go deeper. Amen. So we're in a series of going deeper. And what we're talking about, uh, as Des was saying, is experiencing new depths, right? New depths with the Holy Spirit. Having a deeper hunger. How many come hungry? Tell your neighbor, I'm hungry. Come on, you got, you, got, you got to be hungry when you come into this place because, remember, the God you see is the God you get. And so if you got a, just a, a small appetite, then that's the only God that you're taking home. Come on. I, I want a big meal. Amen. I, I want to eat. If you don't eat yours, I'll eat yours. Hallelujah. I, I want it all. Amen. I want to go deeper. I want, I want a more hunger for, for God. And so far, we come to understand as we go deeper that the Holy Spirit is the one who reveals the one who empowers, and the one that releases. Amen? The one who reveals. Can you put this a little bit lower on my main mic? I'm getting a little echo. Testing, testing, testing. Praise the Lord. You got, can you hear me? Can you hear me now? <laughs> the one that, that is the, the one that reveals, the one that empowers, and the one that releases. Amen? There are going to be times in our walk that we're going to have to step out. Tell your neighbor, step out. You're going to have to step out to the unknown, listen, to, to the areas that you're going to have to trust God in order to experience God's supernatural power. Amen. Come on, we must root ourselves. Somebody say, root it. Root it. Come on, we got to root ourselves deep in God. And if this doesn't happen, church, there will be no change. We are simply coming to church rather than being the church. Amen. So Paul tells us in Romans chapter 8, verse 14, it says this, 
For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. Amen? It says those who are led, those are the sons and those are the daughters of God. Amen? It's, it's about being Spirit-filled and Spirit-led. Say that with me. Spirit-filled and Spirit-led. Come on. But as we take a closer look at the original language, we'll get a clearer view of what Paul is talking about here. Paul is describing here the process of those who are being led or those that are led. The word led translates to ago. Somebody say ago. Come on. Which comes from the root word of the Greek word agon, where we get the English word agony. Okay, I, I want you to catch that. It's very important that you understand that. Agon refers to intense conflict. It's like two people wrestling. Amen. It implies, amen, a violent struggle of human will. What Paul is saying to us here, that we that are led by the Spirit, it will prompt us. Listen, when we're led by the Spirit, it will prompt us to deal with deep issues that are within us that block us, listen church, from receiving His blessing. See, when you are Spirit-led, amen, things inside of you start to pop up. Come on, that, 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 that old man starts to pop up because it starts to reveal those deep things, those deep issues inside that are inside all of us, guys, that we deal with, amen, that we're trying to get victory over it. But if we're spirit-led, then the Spirit of God will reveal those things to give us victory. Come on, to, to give blessing, then we can receive what God wants for each and every one of us, amen? Come on, it's like being led to a mountaintop, amen, to see the beauty from the top. I don't know if you've ever gone to the mountains. Anybody here gone to the mountains? A few people. you ever gone really high? I mean, it, when you start to go higher, the beauty's even better. I remember one time we went to, uh, uh, we went to Italy. Remember when we went up to uh, uh, that mountain of Agnes? That's the name of the volcano? I mean, we went up there, and it was so high up that it seemed like we were standing on the mountaintop that we were right in the clouds. You remember that? It was like, man, we were so high, and it, was, it looked like, man, this is the glory of God. This is how God sees us. I mean, we were like right there. The clouds were like around us. It was kind of cool, amen. It was like a, a great experience, amen, up there. And seeing it from the mountaintop, it was like, wow, amen. Come on. But this is how it is. It's like being led to that mountain. We were led up there. They took us up there and led us up here, amen, to, to it was a lot of time, amen, driving, driving to get to this mountaintop to see this beauty, amen. But... You have, to, you have to climb the mountain, church. See, when you, we're talking about this, amen, when God is leading us, it's like taking us to a mountain, but you're, he's leading us, but there's no roads. It's just rocks, dirts, and shrub. You know, that, that's what it is, but yet you're being led up here, amen, but how many know if you want to see a great view, it's not going to be easy? Come on, you're going to have to work for this. To see God's glory. Can somebody say amen? amen? See, ask anyone who has been saved for some time, and if they're honest, can we be honest today? That going deeper with God is like an agonizing tug of war at times. Come on, somebody say amen. amen. Come on. Because why? There's a fight for your soul. See, as you go deeper with God, guess what? The enemy gets madder. Come on, oh yeah, you're going to try to fix your marriage? Oh yeah, you're going to go to church on Sunday? Oh yeah, we'll see what happens on Monday. Right? 
Come on, it's a, it's a tug of war. You're, you're trying to get deeper. You, you, make a, you come to the altar. You, 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 you make some uh, uh, declarations here. You say, I'm, this is, I'm going to make some changes, amen. The word challenged me, amen. And all of a sudden, the devil and his demons just come at you, and it's a tug of war. It's a battle for your soul. How many know that spiritual growth is painful? Come on, if you've been saved some time, amen. It's painful, amen, to walk this road with Jesus, amen. If he went through the pain, what makes us think that we're not going to go through a pain? Come on, it's not a skip in the park, amen. It's like give your sight to Jesus, amen. It's like having a, having a, a all-year pass to Disneyland. Woo, hallelujah, I'm saved, and everything's coming my way. Miracles, happiness, and joy. Sometimes we, we believe that, amen, that we, yeah, Jesus wants to rock our world. He wants to change our life. But how many know it's a process? It's going to take some work. If you want to see the beauty of God, then you're going to have to climb. Tell your neighbor, climb. You're going to have to get dirty, amen. You're going to get cut up, amen. And at times you're going to tumble and fall back down. Then we got to get back up and start climbing that mountain. Spiritual growth is painful. But it's a part of a life-term game plan, church. And that's why Paul prays for the church, asking God that we might be strengthened in the power of his might through his spirit. Ephesians chapter 3.16 says this, I pray that out of the, his glorious riches that he may strengthen you through the power of his spirit that's in, in your inner being. How many of you Jesus lives right here? We're the temple of the Holy Spirit, right? So he lives right here to empower us. He's there to help us. See, the sad thing is, little church, that some people, tell your neighbor, not me. Some people invite God, never invite God to help them with the deeper issues of their heart. They come to church, but they don't invite him in. They come to church broken and hurt, but they don't allow him to come in. Come on, these are the ones that will struggle and stay the same with no change. Because they don't let the Holy Spirit in. These are the ones that keep painful secrets, listen, locked up inside of them. Come on, they bury their feelings. They never expose the wounds to God's healing touch, amen. They never give the Holy Spirit, listen, the opportunity to do what he can do, and that is to heal you. How many know that God wants to heal you? And so we, we don't get healed. We don't pass the emotions and all the scars that are within us because we're, we're hiding them. We're, we're hurting them. And, and we don't want to let anybody in. And God says, just let me in. Holy Spirit said, just let me in and let me heal you. But they're so, they hurt so much. They're deep issues. And, and we never grow because we never let them in. Though we know they're there. But you have to expose them and say, God, I need healing. Holy Spirit, come. I, need, I have an issue in my heart. I have something right here. I, I'm holding on to a grudge. I, I'm holding on to this and that and whatever it is. And, and you're bitter and you're mad, but you don't let them in. He says, I, I can fix that. I can do something right there if you just let me in. I, you don't have to carry that no more. And he wants us to come in because... He wants to fix us, and that's what it is about going deeper with the Holy Spirit. You start to understand that he wants to heal you. And for those that 
keep that secret, keep it locked up, bury themselves. Amen. The end result is, listen, many will endure a lifetime without experiencing the depths of God's infinite love. All they do, church, is get their toes wet. This is all they'll give Jesus. I don't want to go deep with you. I don't, I don't want to go in the deep end. I don't want to just take a plunge, amen. You know, I'll come to church, amen. I'll, I'll feel good. I'll, I'll get my toes wet. I'll, I'll see what's going on in the church, amen. This is all I'll do, but I ain't going to give you all of me, God. Amen. Church, I say jump in, dive, go for it, amen. Come on, let the Holy Spirit inside, he wants to be your friend. Come on, just, just jump in. Be a kid for Jesus. That's why Jesus says, bring me all the kids. The adults, they're, they're just too worried about everything. But the kid, come on, they're just... They'll, they'll believe, they'll trust, right? Right when you're a little kid, when God, when daddy, when you put you on a high place, you said, jump, jump, mijo, what would you do? You would just jump. My dad's going to catch me, right? Unless you had a, if you, dad like me, amen, that just let me fall, no. <laughs> jump. <laughs> God's not going to do that, right? Come on, when you start to, kids, amen, they believe their fathers. They believe uh, what God has for them. I said, jump in, church. Come on, uh, get your, don't just get your feet wet. Get your whole body wet, amen. Just jump in and trust him, amen. And let the Holy Spirit in. Uh, no wonder why so many people throw in the towel. They give up on Jesus. Uh, come on, and they come to a conclusion that their faith doesn't work. That church is not working for them. But you have to let the Holy Spirit in to heal you if it's going to work, church. Come on. You, no wonder it's not working. You're not letting them in. I mean, why bother, church, with the routine of going to church uh, if you're not going to dive in? If you're not going to work at it? If you're, if you're not going to ask the Holy Spirit to help you? Come on. That, that's religion. And too much religion makes you a. <laughs> some of them know some rap songs. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on. Why are we going to get up? Why are you going to take a shower? Why are you going to iron some clothes and ladies put on some makeup and make your hair? Amen. If you're not going to come and dive in and let Jesus fix you. Come on. We can walk in all good, but all inside you're all jacked up. It's the truth. You can paint outside, amen, and make it look happy and put a happy face on it and all this stuff, amen. Come on. But God wants to go on the inside where you're frowning, amen, and you're sad and you're going through a season in your life that only the Holy Spirit can help you with. I don't know about you, but I want to come and say, God, here I am. <sighs> Fix me, amen. I, I'm messed up from the inside. That old song that we used to sing, Jesus on the inside, working on the outside. What a joy in my life. This is where the fixing is. You, you, can, you, can, you can make it look nice on the outside. It's the inside, church. That's where he wants to get in. See, if you want to get deeper, let him go deep inside of you. By saying, I'm going to church. I'm not playing church. I want change. 
I'm diving in today. You know, today I'm going to worship at the altar. Today, you know, I'm going to lift up my hands. Today, I'm going to shout amen. Today, 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 I want something different today because if yesterday didn't do nothing, whoa, hallelujah. Woo! I thought, I thought I was going to do, I thought I'm going to have to do a back kick or something, amen. Today, somebody say today. You got to do it today. You got to make up your mind today. Don't just come to church and say, I'm just going to go try. Don't come try church. Oh, I'm just going to try. No, no, no. Let him in and be the church. Let him fill you up. Let him change you from the inside out, church. Don't come to church. You already know church is the answer. That's why you're here. Someone prayed for you. Someone put your name on a prayer request. Grandma, mom, somebody in your family, a friend was praying for you. And that's what brought you here. He says, I want to go. I want you to go deeper with me because I can fix those deep issues in your life if you let me in. Tell your neighbor, go deeper. The Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit wants you to experience life-changing power in your life. How many want that experience? How many want that experience? Come on. How many know that each time we gather, God wants to do something in you? Come on, you can't just come and say, I'm cool. <laughs> Go help her. She needs some help and he needs some help. No, no. <laughs> I ain't that cool. <laughs> I need Jesus, and I'm preaching the word. I need you. I need you to minister to me. I need you to do something inside of me. I need you to remind me as I'm speaking, God, that I need you. I need you. I need you. Hallelujah. I want to go deeper with you, God. How does the Holy Spirit change us, renew us, and heal us deep within? How many know that transformation is not easy? Someone say amen. amen. Come on. I wish it was a simple process. I wish I can come up here and my wife and I can lay hands on you and boom, change. Woman of God, man of God, all this stuff, amen. He's like walking, oh yeah. Woo. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I got one prayer and I'm the man of God now. No more issues, no more problems, amen. No more nothing. Wouldn't that be great? Man, a transformation come like that, amen. It's like we throw you You come out all pretty and everything. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? Amen. For some of us, we got to throw you in the car wash again. Amen. You know, it didn't, it didn't fix. Amen. There's still some, some dirt on there. Amen. But wouldn't that be great? It's not easy. Can somebody say amen? amen. Come on. We're all still being transformed. Amen. Come on. If, if we can be honest today, can we be honest? Yes. Some of us are still deformed. You can look good, but you know there's some deformity inside of you. There's some things, amen. You know, people are not seeing it, but it's there. That little twitch, whatever it is, amen. You can blame it on drugs in the past. No, you're just jacked up. Hallelujah. Well, come on, let's be honest. A lot of us came from the streets from here, amen. Come on, we can blame on the past. No, no, you're messed up. 
Your childhood was messed up. Someone messed you up in the family. Your neighborhood messed you up. Something messed you up that needs some fixing. God, I'm deformed, and I want to be transformed. Amen. I need my mind renewed because my thinking is not right. I'm reminded, amen, every day I'm still a little deformed. I have not arrived, but one thing I do, I keep pressing forward, amen, toward the calling of God and say, God, I know you have more for me. I know that there's something inside of me that, that still needs some changing because I'm deformed. It's about going forward, church. That's what it is about coming to church. I want transformation. God, I want to go deeper with you. I want to jump in the eight-foot side of the pool. I, come on, I, I'm not ready for the ten, but I'll jump in the eight, God. I, I need you to do something a little deeper inside of me today. Got to have an attitude. Just like that song, amen. Ain't no stopping me now. I'm on the move. I got the groove. <laughs> come on, sometimes song motivates you. Worship motivates you. To remind you to go forward. That's why I come in here to worship God. And now you know what? This this time of worship is not the time, amen. Why are you doing something? Why are you doing three songs while we're waiting for the latecomers? No, it's a time to get in. I got to get some praise on him. I want to praise God. I want to worship God, amen. I want to press forward. Sometimes singing some songs gets you moving forward. I like songs that motivate me. Singing songs like that. God, I may be a little deformed, but I'm moving forward to be transformed. See, the truth is, church, the Holy Spirit, who I'm talking about today, our friend, knows you more better than you know yourself. He loves you more than yourself. If you just give him a chance... Give the Holy Spirit a chance. He will lead you through the changes in your heart. And he will cause you to stand, listen, in awe and wonder of God's goodness and God's grace. Amen. See, when you deepen yourself, you start to feel his love. He starts exposing things within you. But then you start to experience grace in a different level, church. Man, God still loves me and I still have this in me. God, you, I'm the apple of your eye, and you know I did this. You experience goodness. You experience grace. Somebody say goodness. Somebody say grace. These are the things that we experience when we start to deepen ourselves in him. Listen, Jesus Christ is our supreme example how to live. That is, that is the goal for all of us. What's the goal, pastor? What's the goal? Yeah, people say, hey, it's to get to heaven. No, no, to be like Jesus. We got to be like Jesus. Why? Because this world is dying and going to hell. Amen. And they need, we're the only Jesus. Sometimes they see it's through your life that they'll see God's grace, see God's goodness, see God's miracle is in your life. Be Jesus to somebody. Come on. He's our example. How to live a constant communion with God. Jesus was guided and empowered with every moment of every day by the Spirit who lived inside of him. Come on, it's Jesus, the man, but it was really the Spirit inside of him that made him fulfill God's will. That's why he stopped at the garden, right? He became flesh at the garden. Did you know that? 
the, the human side of Jesus came and goes, hey, 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 it's going to hurt. <laughs> hey, God, you know, he, he's trying to say, hey, man, I, I don't want to go through this pain. Is there another way we can do this and win the loss to, 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 to the, the world, to Jesus, to, to, to go home? Is there another way that we can do this? Does it have to be my body, my blood? But the spirit man inside of him rose up. Not my will, but thy will be done. That's what got him up and do what he needed to do to fulfill. That's what we have to do. Church, by your flesh, you're going to fail each and every time. But as you deepen yourself in the spirit of God, he's the one that empowers you to be who you need to be, the Jesus that you need to be to your family, to your wife, to the coworkers, to the friends, amen. He gets you through the struggles of every storm. Yeah, it's going to hurt. Yeah, it's not going to be fun at times, amen. But let me tell you, it's worth it. As you deepen yourself, then you can start to come and do surgery inside of you. Some of you guys, amen, have been those deformed, amen, because you need surgery. That leg is not fixed all the way. That elbow's not fixed all the way. Your mind's still going through some battle trips. And you got to say, God, I need some surgery. I'm a little deformed. And I need my leg a little strained. I can walk a little better. I can walk better with Christ. I need my heart fixed because I got a lot of bitterness. I got a lot of hate. I got a lot of anger inside of here. God, my mind is not right. God, I need you to fix me. When you deepen yourself and he starts to expose those errors, and he'll tell you, can I fix right there? Will you allow me to fix that air right now? It's going to hurt. It's going to bring some pain. It's going to bring up some past. But I, I promise you that when I'm finished, it'll be good as new. Right? That's why people say, oh, I'm not going to surgery. Then you're deformed all your life. No, 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 move. You know, get the surgery. Get it done. Get it fixed. And live on. The same thing with God. God wants to fix you. He doesn't want you to walk deformed and serving God. He wants you to walk in the freedom that he brings. He says, let me in. Let me just fix this area. Let me fix that area. And watch what I'll do. And watch how your life will turn around. You got to understand that you and I, just like Jesus had, that same spirit that dwelt within him, dwells within you. <laughs> Did you know that? That same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, that same spirit dwells in you, in each believer, church. And he wants to give us everything. Somebody say everything. Everything that we need in order to deal with all the issues. Listen, church, issues of the heart. We got issues, church. There's a lot of pain in a lot of people right here in the heart. And you can't love people if you don't allow his love inside first. I love because Christ loved me first. How do you do it? I love people. How do I love people? God loved me first. I can't love the way I loved. I'm going to only love the ones I like, the ones that look pretty to me. <laughs> oh, no, you can keep those people. You know, no, I need, I need God. Help. I need I need his love, amen. That I don't see through eyes, I see I see souls. I don't see outside, I see inside. Because that's where God looks at is in the inside, right? It doesn't matter how he looks, right? When he says, Go look for a king, go look for a king. But he told the, the prophet told him, Don't, 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 don't judge by his appearance. Don't don't look like as a guy almighty or big. 
That's what man looks at. I look at the heart. And here he is trying to find a king and king, and it was a little boy by the name of David. Didn't look much. Mocoso, but cute. He's a cute little guy, man. Rugged and everything, but this little guy took a giant out. Because he had a big heart. God changed his heart. 2 Corinthians 9, 8 says this, and God will generously provide all you need. See, all I need. And then you'll always have everything you need and plenty left over, listen, to share with others. Philippians 4, 19 says this, and the same God who takes care of me, say me, will supply all your needs from his glorious riches which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. See, the first step to transformation is this, church. Deal with your struggles. Deal with your hang-ups. If you want any type of change, any type of transformation in your life, you need to deal with those. Don't bury them. Don't hide them. Don't put them away thinking they're going to go away. They're not going to go away, church. You can hide them for a long time, but let me tell you, something's just going to come up, amen, and there, there it is. There it is. You thought it was gone. It's still there. Why? Because you didn't deal with it. Come on, somebody say amen. So we, if we want transformation, the first step is to deal with your hang-ups. Understand that we all have them. We all have them. I have them. My wife is contestified to that. Amen. Right, babe? A lot of hang-ups still, huh? Oh, you know. You, oh, you know, girl. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you were raised in the church. Listen. It doesn't matter if you never smoked, drank, did drugs. The bottom line is that we all have hang-ups. All of us deal with this. Uh, the price, amen, that we have to pay. Listen, this is the price that we have to pay because we live in a fallen world. A fallen world that has hidden snares and snags and trips us up, amen. And we think, uh, come on, you can think you don't have any hang-up, but your hang-up right now is your pride. The book of Psalms speaks of snares and traps that bind us, amen. Now, Psalms 25, 15 says this, My eyes are always on the Lord, for he rescues me from the traps of my enemies. Uh, Psalms 124, 7 says this, We escape like a bird from a hunter's trap. The, the trap is broken and we are free. Psalms 140, verse 5 says, The proud have set up traps to catch me. They stretch out a net and they have placed traps all along the way. We all deal with these snares, these traps of life. And the bottom line is, just because we're believers doesn't mean that we don't have to deal with hang-ups. We all have them, church. They're ready, and they're out there, ready to snag you. We need to walk carefully day by day, listen, with the Holy Spirit guiding us. He's the one that's going to get you up that mountain. Like I said, up that mountain, there's no roads, it's dirt, it's hard, there's, 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 there's shrubs, there's things that are going to snag on you, try to trip you. All these things are there, but if we let the Holy Spirit guide us, he'll take us up. I said he'll take us up, church. It's in those, those intense, filled situations in our lives, church, that they have a way of revealing those hang-ups in our lives. Something intense is your life and the real you 
comes out. That's what COVID did. <laughs> oh, the real people came out. The, the real you comes out when you're going through a situation. Oh, oh there he is. <laughs> oh, that, that's her? <laughs> Hallelujah. Right? You go through situations. Oh, man, that, that, you had that praise the Lord, hallelujah smile, but then that, I didn't want to see the bad words, that's all. The real you comes out. So what drives us to that point? See, you need to understand that we all have physical drives. We all have a need for air, water, food, sleep, hallelujah. We're praying for Brother Ray. Sleep, sleep. <laughs> He's sleeping right now. <laughs> no, baby, okay. I can sleep in church now. <laughs> but we also have a need for safety and, lo and loving relationships. Scientists tell us that our physical bodies are driven by a small part of our brain. This little part is what monitors all our bodily functions. So when something hits our life that throws us out of whack, it will do everything to bring it back to some sort of balance. It does it. Whether it's, it's done in the flesh or whatever it is, it, our brain operates like that. So if something hits us, our brain reacts to it, like try to fix it, try to bring a balance to it, whatever it is, whatever it can do. Now these natural drives are normal. But the problem lies in the fact that all these normal settings that drive us have been corrupted by sin. The Apostle Paul wanted us to make sure, and we understood this in Romans chapter 5, 12, that when Adam sinned, sin entered the world. Adam's sin brought death. So death spread to everyone, for everyone has sinned. Anyone ever had a, their, their computer get a virus? Say amen. Come on, the virus corrupts the hard drive. And it stops its ability to process correctly. The same is with sin. It corrupts the process of the heart. This corruption leads many to meet a legit need but in unhealthy ways. Following our natural impulses, where we entertain jealousy, envy, bitterness, rage, lust, immoral thoughts, and actions. Romans chapter 8, verse 6, this is the Amplified Classic. It says this, it's very clear on this. It says, now the mind of the flesh, which is the sense of reason without the Holy Spirit, is death. Death that, that compromised all mysteries arising from sin, both here and thereafter. But the mind of the Holy Spirit is life and soul, peace, both now and forever. Listen, our natural drives, apart from the influence of the Holy Spirit, will set us up to get hangled or, or hang-ups. Hangovers too, I guess. Hallelujah. That's why James, 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 who's James? <laughs> James, amen. I got to drink some water, amen. Sorry. The book of James. 
In the book of James, it says this, amen. James tells us to open our eyes to the process. In James chapter 1, 12 to 15, it says this, Temptation comes from your own desires, which entice us and drag us away. These desires give birth to sinful action. And when sin is allowed to grow, it gives birth to death. Notice the process here, church. It starts with a desire within who? You. This is your desire. It's not, it's not nobody else. It's your desire. It starts with inside of you. It's a desire. And, and, and it lures away. It, it takes us away. We bite on the bait. And sin happens. And when that happens, when sin is full-blown, then something in our heart starts to die. You have to watch out for the bait. Tell your neighbor, watch out. Because once you bite on it, you're hooked. Once you bite on that bait, once that, that, that desire, you, 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 you allow it to, 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 to lure you away, it got you. And you got to understand that our spiritual adversary, you know who that is, right? The devil. The devil's out there. And I'm here to let you know the devil studies you very carefully. He follows you. He has demons follow you. He knows you. What, what's, he knows what you're, what your hot spots are. He knows everything about you. He studies you. Now, I'm not saying he knows everything about you. Only God knows that. But, but he has a good memory, listen, of you and your actions. And he'll do what he needs to do in order for you to bite on it. He takes notes. Got any note takers here in the kingdom? <laughs> Come on. He takes notes on you, amen. All those desires that drive you, and he strictly places the right bait in front of you. In other words, he goes fishing for you. He uses bait to lure you. He too, listen, is a fisher of men. If we don't bite the bait the first time, guess what? He'll recast it. <laughs> Come on. He'll, 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 he'll try to lure you with another one, amen? And he'll do it, listen, church, again and again and again, he's a good fisherman. He, keep, he doesn't give up. He, he keeps on doing it. Can I let you on a secret? He never stops. <laughs> you think that, you, you know, once you get saved, like once you hit your 25-year mark, boom, it says, the devil can't mess with you no more. <laughs> amen. If that was true, I'd be free already. Hallelujah. But it's not that. Amen. It, it, he keeps going. He's, he's going to keep on going till Jesus comes back, church. He's going to keep on going. It doesn't matter how long you've been saved. It doesn't matter what you're doing in the kingdom of God. He's always going to throw a bait at you. We may notice this and say, nah, I'm saved. No. All of us have a, that strong point. I don't know that, right? Nah, you're going to mess with me with that. That's my, that's my past. Amen. Can't do that. I'm too saved. Anybody here too saved? <laughs> I'm too saved. You can't, you can't mess with me with that. But he keeps on coming, church. But the devil responds, ah, go ahead. You had a rough time. You had a rough day. It won't hurt you. It's not that bad. Besides, nobody's watching. Gets you in that point where you, he knows where he can get you. Those private moments. And he throws out a bait. And he lures you in. When we're weak and we're not calling out to God. Oh, he sees you. The devil sees you too. But when you're alone and you're entertaining a thought and you're entertaining a desire with the enemy and having a conversation 
which you should have no conversation with the enemy besides telling him to get the heck out of here. You already bit the gate, the, the bait. Once you have a conversation with the enemy, you already bit it. He already got you. You start arguing. You start saying, oh, I don't want to do that. He start talking to you. Once you have a conversation, he'll trick you. Amen? Like I said, once you start to do that, he brings you in, church. You'll bite on it. You'll find yourself hooked. See, one of the devil's deadliest game is this, tempting us to meet a need, a legit need, but in healthy way or unhealthy ways. He works overtime to deceive us to believing that something that was bad is now something good. Times have changed. It's okay now. You ever heard that? It's okay that. What? Drinking in church? Yeah, it changed. Did you know that? <laughs> yeah. Everybody's drinking now. It's okay. Where you been? <laughs> they added a book. Didn't you see the book? The new book they added? <laughs> you, you can drink now. You can smoke now. You can do this now. He, he, he comes into overtime. The Bible says that, right? In the last days, he's going to turn the truth to a lie and a lie to a truth. Deceiving many. Many. He's talking about Christians. The world is already lost. He's talking about Christians being deceived in the church. First Timothy chapter 4 verse 1 says this. Now the Holy Spirit tells us clearly that in the last times, uh, some will turn away from the truth, faith, and follow deceptive spirits and teachings that come from demons. Come on, let's be real, church. The devil is a liar. He's a liar. He's always exchanging the truth for lies, church. But there are some good, there's some good news here today, and that is this. As we go deeper with God, he goes deeper with us. Come on, you, you draw to him. The Bible says that he draws back to you, church. Come on, you got to draw away from the thoughts and, and the conversations that we have with the enemy, with self, whatever that may be, church, and draw yourself deeper with God, amen. That when you find yourself going through a time, an intense time, amen, don't start to have a conversation in it. Start to call out to God and say, God, I need to go deeper with you, amen. I need to go deeper with you. I need to call out to you. I need you to fix this inside of me. Don't think about it. And sometimes, you know what? There are legit needs out there. Everyone has them. But the enemy sets you up to, to meet it in an unhealthy way. That's what he did to, to Jesus, right? When he was tempted for, for those 40 days and 40 nights, he came at him, tempting him. See, he comes, enemy comes, and always places a desire. That's how he comes, right? He told Jesus, hey, you're hungry, right? You got a desire to eat. Turn these rocks right here. Come on, I'll eat with you. Come on, I'll bring the butter. We'll be all right. Come on, turn it to bread. What does he say? He came back with the word of God. No, no, no. See, he, he deepened himself. He, he deepened himself there. He, he said, I'm going deeper with God. I'm going to throw you the word, amen. I'm not going to have a conversation. I'm not going to say, you know what? You're right. I'm hungry, man. It's been hard. You know what? I, I, I can do that. No, no. He, he said, you know what? The word. He says, the man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And then he takes him and he says, you know what? Hey, let me take you up here. Right? I'll show you the splendor. He took him to the mountaintop. Jesus, I'll give you what you came for. That was the last one. 
But first he texts and he goes, why don't you jump yourself off? The Bible says that if you really are the son of God, he'll send angels to stop the fall, right? He says, don't tempt the Lord thy God. It is written. Brings the word. Then he takes him to the, the mountaintop and shows him. He goes, you know what, Jesus? This is cut the chase here. That's what he's really doing. This is cut the chase. You want the world? I'll give you the world. All you got to do is bow down and worship me. He says, away from me, Satan. For it is written, worship the Lord thy God and only him. And he rebukes him. He brings desire, church. He brings desire. Temptation will bring desire. And then you, you got to make a decision. He made a decision each time. To stand on the word of God. It is written, it is written. He went deeper. Each time a temptation came, he deepened himself. He didn't have a conversation with the enemy. He exposed the enemy with God's word. First Chronicles 28.9, as I read this, it says, And Solomon, my son, learn to know God and your ancestors intimately. Worship and serve him with your whole heart and a willing mind. For the Lord sees every heart and knows every plan and, and every thought. If you seek him, you will find him. Church, as I close today, how many know that God sees all? Amen? He sees everything. He knows everything. He knows your hurts. He knows your hang-ups. So if he knows all these things, why wouldn't we just let him in and say, fix them? I already know. You're not going to embarrass yourself. You're not going to say, oh, if I, sh I tell him this, and he's going to go, oh, get out of here, you know. I already know. I already know what you're going through. I already know what you need. Just tell me, and I'll fix it. Let me in and I'll fix it. Go deeper and I'll fix it. He'll deliver. He'll heal, church. He specializes in laser pointing things within our, our deepest needs, church. And he shows us how to remove them. Remove that painful thing. Remove those things out of your life that will stop you from preventing you from going forward to God or deeping yourself with God. Because I can tell you, church, you can't really go into the deep end unless you know how to swim. See, there's steps, church. Okay, uh, get a little confidence. You start to go a little deeper. And then you're going to have to trust God over here. And he's going to teach you how to swim. So when the enemy's trying to push you down, you can just... You can just stay afloat. Or you can trust God down there. See, as we follow his lead, speaking of the Holy Spirit, he skillfully and thoroughly transforms us from the inside out. But as I said earlier, this journey isn't going to be easy. It's not always easy. Can somebody say amen to that? Right? 
Can be can we be honest? This walk is challenging. It's hard. It's work. It's sweat. Things that you got to do in order to make it happen it requires much. Much is given. Well, much much is going to be required, church. He gives us the tools, but he says, I'll give you the tools. I'll give you, I'll give you everything you need, son. I'll give you everything you need, daughter. If you let me in, I'll tell you how to fix that. I'll tell you how to do this. I'll, I'll give you everything. I'm not going to leave you hanging. That's why he told his disciples, you know what? I got to go back to the Father because if I don't go, he doesn't come. It's to your benefit that I go that the Holy Spirit will come. See, Jesus can only be at one place at one time. The benefit is when the Holy Spirit comes, it goes all over the world. Touching people all over the world. Now, that's the empowerment for everyone to help us, to guide us, to teach us, and to show us, church. He transforms us. But as we go deeper, He will go deeper in us. As He goes deeper in us, that's when transformation comes. Amen? It's like his shirt says, game over, devil. <laughs> game over. I got it. I'm going to go deeper. I'm going to go deeper. I, man, I, I know I got to go deeper. If I'm going through, oh, I'm going through struggles, then you, you got to go deeper. God, is, pastor, is hard to go deeper. Man, it's, it's, this, this marriage thing is, oh, man, it's no joke. Go deeper. It's easy to say I quit. That's the easy part. The world does that all the time. I quit. Forget it. Just throw in the towel. It's over. I'm done. It's a person that did not go deeper. That's a person that came to church, put his feet in there, and say, this is fun. It's refreshing. <laughs> That's all you're doing. How can you experience the fullness of God sitting you're just sitting here, just getting entertained, getting your feet wet, being coming here, but you're just you're just coming to church is all you're doing. But in reality, all you're doing is being religious. And God's about relationship. Deepen ourselves, church. When we're going through struggles, we've got to take a heart check and say, man, God, I, I'm, not, I'm not going deeper with you. I'm still struggling. I'm still going through things in my life, and I'm still a little deformed in my in my way of thinking and so forth. I gotta deepen myself where I can be transformed and I, I need more of you. I need to spend some time with you. But that's work. I gotta pray more. It's work. I gotta apply the word. It's work. But as you work, you start to climb that mountain. You get hurt, you get cut, but you keep you keep on going. Pretty soon you're going to be on the mountaintop looking at all the splendor of the Lord. See, the mountaintop church is heaven. We all have to climb this mountain to reach heaven, church. When we're up there, then game over for us. We made it. And we get to see the glory of the kingdom. We get to see the streets of gold on that mountaintop. The pearl gates are in the mountaintop. Those uh, cloud of witnesses are in the mountaintop. They're cheering us on. They made it already. 
And they're looking at you. Come on, just keep climbing. I know it's hard. It's worth it. God, you got to come see this place. My Lord. Come. And they're encouraging us. Cheering you on. As we should be cheering each other on. Don't give up. What do you mean it's hard? It's supposed to be hard. Right? If it was easy, everyone would be doing it. It's like that movie. What is it? With that Tom Hanks and Madonna, that baseball team with the girls. What is it? Lead of their own. Remember that? And, and he tells her that that, that quote come, came from there. And he goes, it's hard. He's telling Tom Hanks, the coach, that, you know, I'm bailing. I'm leaving. This has got too hard. And he goes, it's supposed to be hard. If it wasn't hard, everybody would be doing it. Here's a, a lead of these women trying to make baseball and getting the, the attention of America when war was going on at that time. Amen. And they're trying to make it a thing. And they say, you know, it's not worth it. And he goes, it's supposed to be hard. It's the hard, he tells her. It's the hard that makes it great. Church, it's the hard that's going to make you great. Keep climbing. Keep going. It's worth it, church. I'm not up there yet. I'm on the mountainside just like you guys. But I'm not stopping. Ain't no stopping me now. I'm on the move. I'm on the groove. Let me tell you, once you get trusting God a little better, you, you become a little bit more skilled as you're climbing this mountain. Not that we get fancy, but we become more skilled because now we're following the master. And if we're following the master, then he's taking us to the roads that we need to go to get us to the mountain quicker. Amen.